Hello, everybody, and welcome in. This is Slow Your Roll. We are back at our normal time. Dominic Lorenzano, alongside writer for the Yaki Way Report, Jesse Caulfield. I'm who back. We, he's back. We're going to have a guest in today, my brother, Dan Lorenzano, in. So, uh, somebody who can, you know, break up the echo chamber and look at us when we're being crazy and, and say that we're completely wrong about something if we are. But anyway, you got plenty on tap today. Uh, the Pats beating the Panthers, which puts them above 500. They would be in a playoff spot today, seventh seed. Talked about that last week, too. We're going to have Jesse on who would talk to me, you know, answer back if I'm being crazy on that. Also, it was a weird week in the NFL. We'll go over some of the strange things that happened and if, if it was just any given Sunday or if it's actually something to watch. We'll talk about Shanahan and the 49ers. Sox had their press conference on the offseason and a little bit, obviously, our rapid-fire news and some other things plenty on tap today for you. But with that, I am going to turn it over to Jesse Caulfield. Good to have you back, Jesse, and uh, get us started. Yeah, I'm back from the COVID list. I'm okay. Uh, but hey, uh, the NFL trade deadline came and went. Some exciting moves happened. You know, Zach Ertz moved. OBJ is in a drift. But uh, the man we talked about a lot that you love to talk about, Deshaun Watson, didn't move. Didn't go anywhere. Uh, so Tuesday afternoon came. Was it Tuesday after? I think it was Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. I came, and nothing ever happened. Uh, and you know what? I feel vindication, Dom. How about that one? You say you feel vind- you you said you were f- felt vindicated coming up to the trade deadline like oh man people want him again I feel vindicated because nothing happened and I said nothing I said all those teams shouldn't do anything and they none of them did anything because the asking price was way too high and you know what the real reason I want to talk about this I was so sick of hearing about it I was so sick of hearing about this guy that I didn't think was gonna move it was a whole bunch of hubbub a uh, whole bunch of hoopla. And nothing ever happened. And I'm glad because I was so sick of hearing about this guy. And it's been quiet. And I don't want to hear that name. Other than this, this is the last time we're going to talk about him. I'm going to put my foot down. Unless this man is suiting up, I'm going to play. I don't want to hear his name again. Until at least the offseason, don't say his name. I was about to say, you are going to hear about it the offseason, though. If, 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 hey, if he's still playing football, if he's not any exempt list, and, like, you know, the word is he's going to settle. So, uh, it's looking like he's going to pay some money, and that's it. And then he can suit up and play. But unless he plays this season, I don't want to hear his name. I'm so sick of hearing about this guy. It was just constant. I mean, especially when it first happened. So much. Not even just here, but, like, so much in your face, Deshaun Watson. And I get it at first. But then when it died down, and just every once in a while, hey, trade he's still on the market and i would just forget about this guy i would like think of tyrod taylor as the guy because i forgot they had oh this guy they have this other quarterback named deshaun watson no i just thought uh this is the texans they're just an up they'll be an up for a while i forgot about him and then every people just remind me i didn't care i don't want to hear about him unless something actually happens but nothing would ever happen nothing would ever happen and i don't want to hear about it anymore this is not going to be a long one dom uh so we do have a lot to cover today. But I really just wanted to put that out there because I wanted to talk about this last week, but I couldn't be here because uh, I wanted this vindication of, 
hey, I said none of these teams should do it. The asking price is way too high. Miami shouldn't do it. The Eagles shouldn't do it. Especially, I don't think the Eagles should do it. You really hate Jalen Hurts. I think he's pretty decent. He's just he can't complete more than fifty percent of his passes. He doesn't. He completed four passes until the fourth quarter lap. Who's he throwing to? Okay, Devontae Smith. Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard's not bad. And yeah, and you know what? Hey, they hey, connect. What, what's Mac Jones throwing to? Mac completes sixty-five percent of his passes to his running backs. <laughs> How many? Jason he threw what eighteen passes? We're gonna get there. We threw eighteen passes yesterday, and like twelve were complete, maybe. And I don't have the stats right in front of me right now. But like four catches by wide receivers for like forty-five. Exactly. Yeah. So, but anyway. And you know what? Not anyway. We can stop. Because I, I don't want to talk about it much either. Well, I'm going to say this one thing, though. I think the Deshaun thing totally tanked Miami season. Now, it's not it, the only it reason. It might have because of those rumors. It's not the only reason. Because like, if you're that bad, clearly it's more than for one reason. But I totally think it's made it worse. Sure. But like... I mean, you, you ruined the locker room's confidence in Tua. Because you did this before the season even started. Yeah. And but like I mean the defense doesn't look good. No. The no matter who they put in a quarterback, the offense doesn't look good, and they don't have much of anybody. But football's but, weird like that. Like you can have the best roster, but if your locker room sucks, if there's something going on, it just somehow sneaks its way into every part of your game. It's just football is like that. So like, is the defense as bad as it's been? I don't know. Clearly, it's not as good as we thought. But like. When this started, before the season even started, you needed to either make a move or just let it go. Because I think it totally tanked the season. Uh, it probably did a little bit, especially when they really started to lose, and it, it just kept coming up. Like every, It was like every other week. They'd like, oh, Deshaun Watson. He's going to be on the move. Then it could be quiet again for another week. Then, oh, Deshaun Watson. I really think just like Adam Scheffner just was making it up. No, I think Deshaun's Would, no, I think Deshaun's camp was leaking it to try and keep him relevant. Oh, maybe that is. Uh, someone was just saying this. I mean, I mean, all you, for have fun. Do, all you have to do is process of elimination. All right. Why would Miami leak that story? What good does it do for them? None. No. Why I, would, I, don't, what, I didn't think them. What good does it really do for Houston? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, think I feel was, like it could, I think it maybe. was all Deshaun Watson leaking and leaking and leaking to try and like put pressure on Houston to make a deal and also just to keep himself relevant. I don't think it was him, but his, I think your camp. Your camp. I'll, I'll hit. Yeah. I'll, but someone was just doing it for the sake yeah, of Yeah, I don't think it. Deshaun was on his Twitter being like, yo, guys, well, no. Miami just offered two... Re- no, that's, that's not how Twitter. these things work. I'm going to go follow him on Twitter after he, this. He probably deleted it right now. Oh. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I think, I think we're good. We're good on Deshaun, right? Yeah, no, I got that out. Jesse, do you want to hear about Deshaun Watson anymore? No. <laughs> All right. What did I just say? What did I say? All right. So in news, the Miami Dolphins really seem to come to a terms of about three first round. I, this wasn't even in rapid fire news. Now I'm just messing with you. <laughs> no, I figured. <laughs> All right. On to the real rapid fire news. Okay. We're going to start with the Bruins. Just, just, just because. Oh. The last two games, they they took down the Red Wings five to one, and then on Saturday lost to the Maple Leafs five to two. So one and one in those. Onto the football, OBJ was released by the Browns after his dad posted a uh, Instagram video of him being wide open and Baker not getting them into the ball. I will say, 
it is easy to go in the video and chop things up and make people look bad. But that was a long video of OBJ being wide open. So I don't know. I feel like he has a little bit of gripe. Cleveland is better without him, though, no doubt. Aaron Rodgers is out with COVID after maybe misleading the media that he was vaccinated. That's old news. <laughs> and uh, Packers already suffered. They lost to the Chiefs and what was a absolutely horrible, horrible game. Actually, Dan, come in on this one real quick. You had some stats about the Packers and the Chiefs game. Oh, yeah. All right. So, let's see. Jordan Love, that first-round pick that upset Aaron Rodgers to be with and started that whole rift, was, had a whopping 190 yards for 19-34. One touchdown, one interception, and a fumble. The biggest gripe I have is the running game. They had 122 yards running, but they were averaging five yards carry against the worst rushing defense in the NFL. You have a guy making his first start, and you hand him, you give the running backs 25 touches. That's it. The worst rushing defense. Against the Chiefs, who weren't even scoring that much because yes. they only got to 13. Exactly. So, yeah, that, that's what I think. Oh, and the kicker didn't help going 0 for 2 as well. Yeah, yeah. And they lost by 6. <laughs> uh, the Chiefs are terrible. They're not, it's not a good. They're not a good team. All right. Braves won the World Series. That feels like a lifetime ago, but it really actually has been a week. It kind of does. Doesn't it? Oh, I'm so happy for Atlanta, though. Uh, Deshaun Jackson was released by the Rams, and it now looks like he is about to sign with the Las Vegas Raiders. Did, did you see Jesse's face when you said Deshaun? I, yeah, I, I literally, I'm trying to get all my stuff up for the show, and I heard Deshaun. I was like, don't Do it say again. it. Don't say it. When he's Jackson. <laughs> and I'll, as we said, that weird week in the NFL, Jags, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I thought Urban Meyer couldn't coach. Takes down Buffalo 9-6. to six. We already talked about Chiefs. They did only score nine points. Though. Chiefs continue to just make me so much money. They can't cover a spread no matter who the quarterback is. 13-7. to seven, That spread was like seven. I mean, I got it at eight. I think it fell to seven at the end. They couldn't even cover that. Uh, the Browns beat up Cincinnati and rebounded after the offenses looked terrible for weeks. 41-16. to 16. Broncos beat Dallas. Dallas completely laid an egg. 30-16, to 16, Denver took that. And on Sunday night football, the weird week continued as Tennessee kind of dominated the Rams, especially in the first half. Kind of used Matt Stafford as a pinball. They really out-physicaled them, beat them 28-16. to 16. Stafford had a nice Carson Wentz moment. What the heck was that pick? <laughs> <laughs> From throwing it to nothing out of the end zone. Wow. Then on the next series, didn't he throw a pick six again? Didn't he have back-to-back pick sixes? No, because the first one he got stopped at like the two. Oh yeah, that's and right. And then the other one, it was yeah, it was back to back throws, but it was almost back to back pick sixes though. Yeah. Okay, and that is going to be it for rapid fire news, guys. Obviously, Pat's won that game over the Panthers, twenty four to six, and that will lead us into our next topic. The Patriots taking down Carolina 24-6. to We have a lot to talk about on this between that game itself, the OBJ stuff, and then obviously previewing some of the stuff ahead and what I said last week, which is I think like the Pats might make the playoffs just because the AFC is dysfunctional. But anyway, from that, Dan, I'm going to let you go actually right away here. Talk about what you saw in that Panthers-Pats game, things to take away, Mac, defense, offense, everything. Uh, well, I think the defense is now back to where we thought they were going to be after the Cowboys kind of debacle there. Um, you know, Sam Donald, Bills had his number for a while. Um, 
I think, you know, the Herbert win was a huge one because he's a good young quarterback, which gives me confidence with Baker coming up. And um, the Falcons just aren't a good team despite their win yesterday. So I feel like that we have an excellent shot at being 7-4. to four. And, yes, the playoffs are reasonable. Nothing, I think, has to do with the Pats being good, though. Like you said, it's the AFC is just mediocre. Um, and as for the Patriots themselves, there's some good to take away again. The defense, the offense, you know, kept shooting themselves in the foot. There's two delay of games, which is borderline unacceptable. Um, Isaiah Wynn is on the verge of being a bust. That strip sack was Wynn didn't even get a hand on the guy, yeah. and um, he had another holding call early in the game. They did settle down and limited the penalties. Um, but the offense is still a work in the progress. The offensive line looked good against the Chargers, and they did open up some big holes for the running game here. Um, I was wrong about Brandon Bolden. He is a running back. He had some very good runs for a change. Um, but all in all, I thought it was a good game. It was a good win, but we beat a team we should beat. Um, but again, we've seen this team against some of the elite talent. The Cowboys come to mind um, where the Cowboys tried more to lose than we did. So if they can clean up some of the penalties, the, the false starts, the holdings, the delay of games, those kind of basic penalties, I think we will be a playoff team and we, we might be able to make get a win depending on the matchup, how we go. Um, no further than that. Any Super Bowl talk I've been hearing from people I wish would stop. <laughs> um, you know, I like Mac Jones. I like what I've seen from him. He's, you know, he's shown he can play at this level, but he's he's not Joe Montana yet. He's not Brady. We'll see what he can do. And, yeah, he's looked best out of the rookie quarterbacks. Um, then you look at the rest of the rookie quarterbacks. Justin Fields, head coach, is probably gone halfway through this year. Trevor Lawrence's coach is a college coach. So, you know, we look ahead. I know you're going to talk about Kyle Shanahan and, you know, that quarterback there and the issues that's going to go on with there and, you know, poor Zach Wilson and the Jets. We saw (laughs) So, you know, Mac Jones looks the best out of him so far, but, you know, the other four have looked so bad that it's, it's hard not to look good. Yeah. Absolutely. Where do you think Carolina ranks, though, as a defense that we've played so far? Because I do think a lot of people who don't understand just no, think it was a bad team, but that's a really good defense. That was that a good front. Play. That was a good front seven. You saw them get a lot of pressure. Um, I forget the guy who who made the. That was the, a professional. Sorry, <laughs> I forget the name of the guy who made the sack, but um, he was all over the field that game. And um, no, there there is some talent on that Carolina defense. Um, so, yeah, you know, you expect some hiccups there in the offense. But, again, it wasn't so much what they were doing. It was just we kept shooting ourselves in the foot. You, like, come on, Mac, how many games has this been? You're already having delay of games. And they weren't even close to snapping the ball. He was trying to change the, the play at the line of scrimmage on the first one. Um, again, you know, there was a false start on Hunter Henry. He, he motions, and then he starts running when they had even – like the ball, like those things, you expect more from a Belichick team. There was another one with Kendrick Bourne. Like I think they were in the red zone, and Kendrick Bourne was going across, 
and Mac was like telling him like where to go, and he right. had no idea where to go. Right. He so was he, like, he literally was just like, go stand over there. And I'm right. Like, well, they're going to they're going to run the ball. Yeah. Because like, the, yeah, clearly the you wide know, receivers have no idea what to do. Right. So it's just like it's weird things like that you wouldn't expect from this team, and if they can get some of those things figured out, or a Josh McDaniels offense, also, you think that would be much more well organized than it seems to be, as well. Yeah. I mean. It, no, I mean, Josh McDaniels have had some issues with. You go back to the Chargers game when it's... Oh, I have my issues with him, but yeah. I still expect more than a whole bunch of penalties and not guys not knowing what the play is. Right, like so, that. like, I mean, um, I forget his name, the, the Skarnakia. You know, you're you're seeing his, his loss felt now with Isaiah Wynn and, and, you know, the false starts and everything. And it's just, you know, when you lose so many people from a coaching tree, it's, it's hard. Mm. Um, but again, the, the good sign is the defense really is starting to come together. You got some winnable games with your defense. I'm, despite Cleveland's win, I'm not sold on Baker Mayfield. Um, I think Belichick, I'm sold on that run game though against us. I get it, but <laughs> does anyone other than Chubb scare you on that offense? I mean, Dearness Johnson was pretty awesome. I don't think it's about the running back at all. I think it's about the fact that it's just that offensive line and scheme to run the ball is really good. Yeah, my other the other one is Kareem Hunt that I'm afraid of. <laughs> Kareem's not coming back yet though. No, but he'd be true in the playoffs. I mean, Land. I mean, I mean, I mean. I think Landry's a good wide receiver, and Peoples Jones is half decent. Yeah, Jones had a big catch in the next game, but he, I think other than one catch, he only had like one catch for ten yards. I mean, they don't throw the ball a ton because they don't need to. Right, but it just you 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 put nine guys in the box, maybe you force them, you play man. There's no wide receiver there that says, "Oh, who's J.C. Jackson got to line up with? Who's?" McCourty got a double. None mm. of that. Like Mills, like I trust Mills with most of those receivers. I do too. I but I just I had no problems with our pass game, but I just don't think our run defense is that good. I mean, it no. did it, it did okay against Carolina. I mean, you could say with McCaffrey had a couple runs, but that's McCaffrey. Like he he does that to everyone. I guess. And somebody know. else ran down our throat this year, though. I can't remember the game now. Uh, we couldn't really stop Zeke. Yeah, that's that's um, what it was. But I, I, we couldn't stop Camara. You yeah. couldn't stop. Uh, you couldn't stop. I, I no, I'm right with you with the running game. You can't stop like anybody. I feel. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm worried about the matchup with the Browns now because of that. But you, but you, I I do agree with you that we can totally force mistakes out of Baker. But Stefanski is smart, and they have shown that they don't care about looking conservative and not putting the ball in Baker's hands. They'll just do what they feel they need to do. Right, but. Okay, you, you mentioned Zeke. That offense is loaded. You've got to play back. You've oh, no, to, it is. And, you know, New Orleans, Sean Payton might be the best offensive mind in football right now. So there's It's a not lot Kyle Shanahan. It's not Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> we don't know Stefanski yet. So, like, it's it's. I do feel like they'll they'll find a way to, to slow him down enough. And Baker will have to throw it. There'll be points that's third and long. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to throw it. And, you know, if we get – the offense going early, and you get an early lead, and you force them to throw the ball a little bit. That's Cleveland's gonna have a hard time coming back from that. Okay. Well, before we get into our next topic on the Pats, I'm gonna let Jesse. Do you have anything to say about the Carolina game or maybe the Browns matchup? Uh no. I mean, that was I agreed with a whole bunch of that. So that was, that was good. Yeah. So what were our uh, what were our wide receiver numbers? What was it again? What was it f- four catches for about 45 yards? Your leading receiver was. Stevenson with two receptions for 44 yards. So <laughs> so that me brings me into the next one, and I, I am going to start this one. Um, OBJ is on the market. Odell Beckham 
who, if you watch that Instagram video, looks pretty open quite a bit. So uh, I've heard a lot in this area. I feel like nationally they've come up with like Raiders, Chiefs, Saints. I feel like nationally haven't talked about it enough. But locally, locally, there's been a lot of talk about wanting to bring OBJ in. And by the way, I know we won against Carolina, but anyone who does the numbers, I feel like that talk is only going to increase. And I actually thought about this. I truly did think about this for a short amount of time because the Pats just are not dynamic, and I really think that's like the biggest issue with them. But I don't want OBJ. I don't think he should come here. And the only reason, the biggest reason is because we don't have Tom Brady as our quarterback anymore. It's Mac Jones, a rookie quarterback. And I don't think bringing in a diva star-studded wide receiver, who I even do agree with sometimes, and I agree with forcing his way out of Cleveland to an extent, I don't think that's good for Mac Jones. And I think we have enough history here to tell us it's not good. Dak was better without Des Bryant. Look what Baker was for the past two or three years when OBJ was there. Baker's numbers when OBJ was injured were way better. And I know we trust the culture and the system and Bill. And I love Bill and I'll rip on all you New England people who forever now have been saying this year that this is a bad team and Bill can't coach anymore. You're an idiot. Um, But I don't think there's enough here with a rookie quarterback to make me want to take on OBJ right now in this offense. No to OBJ. It's not good for the development of a rookie quarterback, which is what we have in New England. We haven't been here in a long time, so you forget how this stuff works. But the same things you could do with Brady, you can't do now with Mac. So, Jesse, I'm going to let you start on the answer on that. Uh, well, you know, when he went on the market, like everyone, I feel, when a star player like that goes on the market, I feel like everyone just, oh, what if he's on my team? <laughs> um, and I, you know, I thought that, and I thought, I don't want him at all. And you said, like, oh, like, we were talking about last night. It's like, oh, if Tom Brady was here, maybe. Uh, if he, Tom Brady, was still here right now, I would not want OBJ on this team. Really? I wanted him back. Like, when he was leaving the Giants, I was like, oh, that's toxic. He'll grow up on this team. But now he's done it with two teams. Now I'm like, do not let this man anywhere near this team. Now you're saying, well, we got Antonio Brown, and, like, he didn't have a problem on the team. He was here for two weeks, but he didn't have any problems on the team. Um, but I didn't want Antonio Brown either. When he scored that touchdown, I was like, I'm going to live with this. But Oh, I think they needed A.B. I think I think that team might have been a Super no, Bowl team if A.B. hadn't I, gotten Hey, hurt. I think it was. I too. mean, hadn't had his issues and got exempt. No, yeah. If you could have kept A.B. Um, and Josh Gordon could have behaved, yeah, that team could have been really good. Because, yeah, after that, like, Tom Brady couldn't throw the ball at anybody. Yeah. Um, and so I, heck, way back when, I didn't want Randy Moss. What? Yeah, I didn't want, I don't like those guys. Uh, so you have a history here. You just don't want to deal with now, diva, diva super yeah. talented. Moss, receiver. you could say, worked out. Yeah, records and stuff like that. But like, I mean, in the end, he left. He, he left. <laughs> he left because he he's like misbehaving. He's like, and he wasn't getting along and. Being a diva, so Bill was like... Yeah, but nobody says OBJ is going to be here for the long haul. You just bring him in this year because what you're missing is a s- dynamic Oh, uh, what, you receiver. think we're an OBJ away from a Super Bowl, Brom? No, but we might be OBJ must- away from an a- AFC championship game. 
Game. Matchup. Uh, Matchup. What's that point of that then? I don't know. You're also an OBJ away from screwing up Mac Jones' development, too. That's, that's what well, I was that's my, thinking. Well, that's my I finally fell on. No. But, Dan, I'm going to let you go on this topic, too, because you allegedly came in here talking about the wide receiver issue, too. You know the issue. You know it's a huge issue, and that game kind of makes you, if you don't take it from the dynamic that I've just taken it from, that game made you more go, crap, we need a wide receiver so bad. Look, I, I think the Pats should kick the tires on him, talk to him, say, do you want to come here? If he says, no, I don't want to come here, fine, pass. Do not force the issue of coming here. Now, I heard a report earlier that he wants to go to Seattle. Yeah, I heard it. He's got a little list. Yes, and Seattle makes no sense. You, they have two of the best dynamic wide, rec- wide receivers. It makes no sense there. But anyways, as for the Pats, no, it's – it's too much baggage there. Jesse talked about it. It's toxic. You, you have a young quarterback, and you don't have anyone on offense that's really a presence of a leader. There's no running back. There's no offensive lineman. The quarterback. What, there's no no one like that that can say no. We're doing this OBJ. Um, and I don't besides think besides the coach, yeah. There's yeah besides the coach who's who's what maybe 35? Mark Andrews. He's been here the longest, I guess. Exactly. But that's my point, is that there's nobody there to say, you know, you need to do this. I mean, if Edelman was even still here, maybe you could have someone like him, but there's nobody. And even on the defense, you know, you have Hightower and McCourty, but that's on the defense. That's not going to help anything with the offense. And it's not omnipresence like Ray Lewis was, where everyone just gravitated toward him regardless of position. Mm -hmm. Or a... Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Or, yes, a Tom Brady. We, we get that, Jesse. And Oba, Beckham wanted to come here when Brady was here, by the way. I know he did. They and missed Tom wanted him. Yes. Um, so, no, I'm a, I'm a definite no on OBJ. Again, if you talk to him and he says, oh, I'm interested in playing with Mac Jones for whatever fantasy reason, sure, why not try it? You know, you are a wide receiver away probably from being legitimate AFC championship contender, given how bad the AFC is, but no, I, it's a pass. He's not going to want to come here, and hmm. he's not going. To. We don't have the cap room to pay him more money than everyone else. Well, I think, but I think the thing is, if he if he doesn't get claimed off waivers and becomes a complete free agent, you don't owe him that seven million. The Browns are on the hook, right? For I know that, but you know, there's going to be teams that are going to be interested in and see what that. And for him to come to New England, he's it's going. I don't take think him. anyone's going to put a claim on him. Ex- because I think no, the, I think he already cleared waivers. Oh, he did. Yeah, okay, yeah. Because no one wants to take on that money, right? And the only team I can think of who might have been willing to do it doesn't have the cap room, right? The Saints. But so again, it's it's in order for him to come here, it's it's not going to happen. He's going to want to come here. He's not going to want to come here. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not going to want to go to the Belichick, the disciplinary, and I'm sure Brady has talked to him. Said you don't want to go there, anyways. Yeah. Listen to me. You don't want to go mm-hmm. there now. So yeah. no, it's not going to happen. And do we need a receiver? Absolutely. It's obviously not going to happen this year, um, which is disappointing. Maybe we can somehow get Nikhil Harry to do something. <laughs> um, was there an injury? Why didn't he play yesterday? Does anyone have a concrete answer for that? I'm sure he was on the field at some point. You just didn't know. No, him. he was on the oh, was inactive on the, list. Oh, was he? Oh, I, There's your answer. They probably didn't want to play him. <laughs> 
Because he played I'm, the game before. He actually had oh, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like, I why never heard, so, saw him on why, the injury list or anything like that. Why is it so hard for Bill to draft a wide receiver? I don't understand that. But it's funny. You look at Nikhil Harry and you look at him, you're like, oh, my God, this is a wide receiver. This is amazing. He looks like a Greek god. He looks like Julio Jones. No, I know. Like that he's, type he, of body. I did, you, you, when you did look at him in Arizona State, you thought it should work. Right. Oh, I was excited when they drafted him. I was like, oh. I was too. But then, like, then I found out we picked him over A.J. Brown. And I was like, oh. I forgot about and that. And DK Metcalf. Oh, God. Yeah. Who would you rather, AJ Brown or DJ? Or D- DJ? AJ. DK. AJ. AJ. AJ or DJ. Because Metcalf's a little bit of a nutcase. Yeah, Metcalf's uh, a I diva. Guess. Metcalf's a diva, 100%. I take AJ all day. All right. So lastly, talk about the Pats talk. We talked about this a little bit, but I, I want to go through it further because I-, I went very in-depth on Thursday um, to start that before I got into the interview. Just how dysfunctional the rest of like, what stands in the Pats' way right now? Buffalo now has just lost two straight. The Titans are without Derrick Henry, but they looked really good. Um, so they'll probably win the division. But, like, the, I don't, are the Colts going to get it together and, and compete for a wild card spot? I think they can, but, like, I'm not scared of them. Carson Wentz um, feels like a guy you can fool, and that's that's what yes. Bill's been doing. No, I know. The Raiders are leading the AFC West, and then they just lost to the Giants. They have an interim coach after the John Gruden debacle and then the rug situation so they're a mess of drama and crap in the locker room uh the browns look totally limited at quarterback despite what they did to cincinnati cincinnati's been blown out twice now and i mean i you thought i mean you didn't think much but i did say i think they're gonna fade because i don't think they're deep enough i know how well they've played the start but they're just not deep enough the steelers can't even score 20 points a game um so, yeah, what is the obstacle to stop the Pats from making the playoffs right now? I I don't think it's a playoff roster. I don't think it's a playoff team, but I just think everybody else can't get out of their own way. I mean, I I think it's it's almost similar to kind of like what the Red Sox went through just now was, you know, you, you, you snuck in the playoffs, you beat a, a very, very limited Yankees team, and then you beat a Rays team that, let's be honest, they don't have the talent to really win in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. As well coached and as well they play in the regular season, they can't just get past the playoffs. And they don't have that person to really elevate them. Yeah, when Glasnow went down, they didn't. Exactly. So I, I feel like, yeah, the Patriots could sneak in. They're the seventh seed now. Um, you know, I'm not trying to get excited about winning the division. I still don't think that's going to happen. Buffalo is still a much superior team. And, um, you know, Sean McDermott has showed he can coach. And I think that Jags game might be just an aberration. I'm hoping it's not. Um, but I do think that's just an aberration. As for the wild card, yeah, the AFC North, I mean, other than Baltimore, I don't trust any team in there. Um, you need to talk about the Steelers and the job Tomlin's done just having a limited offense. There you go. Limited offense. If we had to play them, I feel like I trust. Honestly, I trust Mac Jones over Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger is not even a shell of himself at this point. No. Um, you know, and, and you know, you go down the list. Cincinnati, Cincinnati. I feel like that Baltimore win they had was their Super Bowl. You know, oh, we beat the big bully finally of the division, and now look what they've done. Um, we'll find out with Cleveland this week, but we already beat the Chargers at their place. You know, the Raiders typically fade this time of year, anyways. Um, so I don't really see, and the AFC South is, other than Tennessee's, a joke. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't see really any team that's like, oh no, we really got to keep pace with them or anything. The one thing I will say that does hurt the Pats is 
we do have two of the worst teams in our division. We've already played them three times, and we lost one of them, mm. which doesn't help. No, no. But no. we still get the Bills twice, so we'll see. Yeah. All right, Jesse, do you have anything? Um, I mean, I feel like this next Cleveland game will really tell us, could this Patriots team really be? Because, I mean, Cleveland's a team that is – I mean, yeah, the Bengals look like they might be starting to really fall off, but it seems to be a battle. All those teams think they can get that division, so they're going to try. So you're probably going to – Cleveland might be a wild card team that you might have to compete with. So I think this Cleveland game will really tell us, is this really going to be a playoff team? And I don't really think it is. You could sneak in there. Uh, you could, yep. Polar Red Sox, I like that analogy. Um just kind of sneak in and then like you know anything i guess could happen at that point um uh if those guys believe enough and you know you got a guy like mccordy back there and say like yeah we got it like come on guys so if you can get in there i mean obviously i don't like our chance to make and win the super bowl no. but like you know, whatever mm. ride that high yes but yeah i really think this cleveland game will be the teller because i mean yeah this is the time where the real teams uh, you know they fix their stuff. So they're going to take that step forward, and the not so good teams are going to fall off. So we'll see. Yeah. Right. Which, which I just want to say to that point, which is with the defense now. Like, you know, like again, Sam Darnold. We get it. He has struggled against the Pats, and he's turned back into a pumpkin. But that Herbert game was was sensational by oh, that yeah. oh, defense. Yeah. My problem and with- the AFC is full of young quarterbacks. No, yeah. Well, I think about that with the. And, like, you know, Herbert's really good. He's very talented. He's a very smart guy. But he still is young. And, you know, he looked really good last year. But Bill made him look like a child. Right. That w- and obviously he learned something. They looked – they scored points. It went a lot better. Um, and the Patriots didn't score, what was it, like 50? Uh, last year? Yeah. yeah. So it went a lot better this time. And that's a lot better team. But Herbert's still very young. And Bill clearly just – had something on him so I still am because the last three opponents was the quarterback was rookie Zach Wilson for a quarter and then some guy for the rest of the game who threw for 400 yards his first start sure (laughs) sure um but and then it was young Justin Herbert who is really good but he's still very young and Bill that's Bill's specialty and then you just played Sam Darnold who has no clue how to play the Patriots. So I'm still very we'll see. I lo- I think this defense will be pretty good. But I, but, but Herbert but Herbert is a representation of most of the quarterbacking in the AFC. Not not talent-wise, but I just mean like age-wise. They're yeah. all young. So I I just like that. But anyway, we got to we got to we got to move on. All right, we're going to take a quick break guys and then we'll be back with some of the craziness that happened on Sunday and just say which of these crazy matchups like was it just any given Sunday or if it's something to watch? So quick, great, guys, and uh, then stick with us for that.
And we are back. Thanks for sticking with us. Dominic Lorenzano, Jesse Caulfield, my brother Dan Lorenzano in here right now just to break up the echo chamber a little bit. And we're going to get on to what was a weird, weird week uh, on Sunday in the NFL with a lot of crazy upsets, some really ugly looking games too, and, and decide if it was just, as we know, everyone's pretty even in the NFL. So if it was any given Sunday or if it was something to watch, we're going to start with the Jags. I thought Irvin couldn't coach, guys. They seem to look better every week, and they got their second win, taking down Buffalo 9-6. to I'm sure that was a riveting watch. Uh, so the Jags, though, beat Buffalo. Buffalo's been losing a bit lately. I think they've lost two of the last three. So, Dan, I'm going to start with you on this one. Is this something to watch or just any given Sunday? Uh, if we were taking the one game as it is, I would say an aberration. But um, I'll give you some numbers here. That was the Bills have only won one win since Week Five against the Chiefs, who, as we know, is not the Chiefs that we thought they were going to be. Um, you know, Josh Allen. Everyone thought he was an MVP. He had three turnovers, um, two picks, a fumble. The team as a whole had twelve penalties, um, which is very surprising. I thought Sean McDermott. I think of Sean McDermott as one of the better coaches in the NFL. Um, I think they they have a chance to clean that up. Um, but no, it, you you want to hear upset? Um, mentioned this stat to you earlier. The Bills were favored by fifteen and a half points. That is only the fourth time this century that a team favored by that much has lost. Um, just shows you the magnitude of that upset. Um, but you know the Bills. I think they'll. I think they'll be okay. I'm not basing this on much. Um, they actually have the best point differential in the AFC. Um, they have a plus one seventeen, which is pretty impressive. But again, they're only five and three. Um, they've left the door open here for the Pats to come in and take it. Um, but yeah, give the Jags credit. You know they've won a couple of games now here late. They are showing a little bit better. I still don't believe in Urban Meyer. Just the history of college coaches in the NFL doesn't tend to work. Um, I think we saw a little bit of that yesterday with Matt Rule. Um, but you know, I think it's I think it's going to be an aberration. But I, I kind of hope not. Let me clarify. I don't. I'm not saying Urban 100 percent is going to work. I just said let's let's chill with the he can't coach stuff. He's the worst in the league. Blah blah blah. But anyway. Jesse, any given Sunday or something to watch? Uh, this one, I mean, it's not something to watch on the Jags at all. They're they're not going to be good this year. Oh, uh, no. The so I because they only scored nine points. It's not like you got blown out by this team. It's just the offense is just going through it a little bit. And like like that game against Tennessee, like clearly Tennessee, you, they. Without Derrick Henry, they put the kibosh, to quote my dad, uh, on a really good team. So that I'm now I'm really in on Tennessee, which makes me a little hesitant on Buffalo. So I mean they have their problems. They don't really have a run game that much. No. Um, Dawson Knox is out. Mm-hmm. So I mean Stephon Diggs is not having quite the year he was had last year so I think what this is just a little bit is Josh Allen's going through kind of the same thing Patrick Mahomes is going through right now and what uh Lamar Jackson went through last season you know he's just people learn to adapt to him a little bit and can he can he do something about it so I don't think 
this is too much to think about. Mm. I don't think, I think this was just that, this was that given Sunday. Okay. It just happened. Yeah. But like, sure, Buffalo needs to like kind of look at themselves right now at least a little bit and say, what are we made of here? Yeah. Absolutely. But this was, Buffalo will be there in the playoffs. Yeah. I think I think it's an any given Sunday in my opinion. I think I think I think this is what Josh Allen is though. I think he's super talented and a little crazy, so he can he's gonna be inconsistent sometimes. I think that's gonna be a lot of his career. But I think I think they might have been drinking their own Kool Aid a little bit over the past couple of weeks, looking like they were head and shoulders above. I don't know how seriously they've taken some of the last couple of games. I think they'll get it figured out. I don't think it was too much to watch uh on that one just yet. All right. Moving on, the Cowboys and the Broncos. Cowboys lay an egg on the game that Dak returns against Denver, who hadn't really been playing well. Lose 30-16 to against a coach that we kind of all think is going to get fired. Do you think this is something to watch, or do you think it was any given Sunday? Jesse, this time I'm going to start with you on this one. What do you think? Oh, everyone's going to watch as the Cowboys, but now you this is something to watch because I— I never thought that highly of Dallas. I, no matter how much they kept winning, I never thought that highly of Dallas. Yes, this is clearly a high-powered offense with Dak, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb. Uh, you have a pretty good backfield with Zeke and was it Pollard. Mm-hmm. Um, Schultz is pretty good too. You got a good tight end there too. Yeah. Uh, so this is clearly a high-powered offense, and you're probably gonna you're gonna win the division. So you'll be there in the playoffs too. But like. You're still the Cowboys. You still don't have a good defense. When it starts to go down, your coach doesn't know what to do. So, the, the, no. Like, come on, Cowboys. This is this is what you really are. Finally, we're going to see it. So, this is something to watch. Uh, Dan? Uh, <clears throat> this is definitely not a one-off. Uh, they gave up 191 yards rushing, um, over five yards a carry. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Right, that sixty-seven uh, percent of his passes were completed. They gave up over four hundred yards to a Broncos offense that's not good. This defense clearly—I thought it was better. I thought all they had to do was be average to be a serious playoff team. I don't think they are that anymore. Um, you look at some of the numbers. Zeke only had ten carries for over five yards. Like. I get you, you. Maybe you're trying to get Dak some MVP votes or something like that. Maybe try to get him back in rhythm. But, you know, you, you got to get Zeke going. And and uh, to your point, the high-powered wide receivers there, Lamb and Cooper had a combined four catches on 14 targets for Sh- only 60 yeah. yards. Schultz was the receiving leader right. that game. And don't forget, they're going to get Gallup back soon at some point, too. So they're going to get better. So... This defense, if you can run on them like this, the Rams, anyone is going to have a field day with them. So, no, I, I think this is a legitimate problem for them. And, yes, Mike McCarthy is still their head coach. <laughs> wow, you guys are jumping ship fast. I don't, No, I, I, think I was that, never on the ship that they think, were ever I, good. No, this is any given Sunday. This is any given Sunday. I think the Rams are a better team anyway, though, So, and I think the Bucks are probably better too. But I think this is any given Sunday. Dak was back. He looked a little rusty. They won last week with a backup, man. They've played a ton of tough teams, a ton of close games. They haven't really had a huge flop happen until now. I think this clearly any given Sunday where a bad offense just throws up 400-something yards on you. I don't think this is an elite defense, 
but I think it's significantly better than last year. Can you run on it a little bit? Can you move the ball a bit? Yes. Are they a little bit relying on their offense a bit? Yes. Um, but I think they're one of the best teams in the NFC. I think three, four, and I, I think this was any given Sunday, 100%. I'm not jumping ship yet. I think McCarthy will be a problem situationally in the playoffs. Uh, but I don't think they're about to do their Dallas thing and become mediocre or drop off a ton. I don't think they're going to be mediocre and drop off a ton. And I do think they'll win the division easily because that division... Well, is we're done crazy. talking about that, though. Right. <laughs> so I, I think they'll they'll get a good seating. But, you know, you look at them and you look at some of the heavyweights of the NFC, you know, I think the Rams are better with the pa- with Rodgers. The Packers are better. The Bucks are better. I don't think the Packers are better. I do. I think the Packers. I think the Packers have been so lucky. They're one of the lowest scoring teams actually in the NFL, even with Rodgers. I, I, I just. I, I, I think Cowboys are the third best team in the NFC, and this game did not change my opinion. Okay. So I think it was any given Sunday. I'm glad we disagreed on one of these right off the bat. This is great. I didn't think both of you would jump ship that fast. Really? I mean, come I think on. You're, I think you're a little biased to what you've seen in I the past ins- with Dallas, which I get. It took me a little, a few weeks to get over it, too. It was, but. It was Teddy Bridgewater and almost 200 yards rushing. So what? Like, yeah, and the I fact that it's a- so weird makes me think it was any given Sunday. I said this at the Patriots game. Like, you let the Patriots put up that many points and that many yards against you, like, you're not a good team. Oh, okay. the, the, in the second any team comes around and just can push the offense back a little bit, this team is done. Okay. We'll say. That was also a Vaughn Millerless defense. True. True. I don't know. I think it was any given Sunday. I think the fact that all the weirdness that you're saying makes me think it was any given Sunday. All right. Next one. Last one. The Raiders lose to the New York Giants. What was it, 20 to 16, I think was the final? 23-16. 23-16. That was not a good loss. That line, that line was like six and a half. That was pretty high for an NFL line. Not a good loss at all. A lot of going on with the Raiders. So uh Dan, any given Sunday, or uh, is is this something to watch going forward? Oh, this is totally something to watch to go forward. Come on. We all we all watch football. We know what happens to the Raiders this time of year. <laughs> Um, obviously, the rug situation is a serious detriment to them, and that's a tough thing to cope with. Um, we know they re-signed Deshaun Jackson. Um, so, you know, they got that deep threat back. They they, they did miss rugs. Um, they did miss that explosiveness over the top. Um, obviously, the John Gruden incident um, was a huge setback for them as well, and it looked like for a while they kind of were better without John Gruden. Um, but I wouldn't don't sleep on the Giants. They've won a couple games now in a row. They did this last year where they had kind of a nice run at the end of the year. I'm not saying they're making the playoffs or anything like that. Um, you just think Joe Judge is saving his job. I do think Joe Judge is saving his job. And, you know, the Raiders at this point, I think they're just on borrowed time. But again, that division is not good. We'll see. But I, 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 we've seen this movie with the, with the Raiders too much. So I'm. Um, I'm, I haven't been on their ship, so I don't have to jump off. I don't, I don't think I don't think any of us ever got on that ship. But Jesse, <laughs> a couple weeks ago when we did, was it calling the fat lady? No, panic or not? Oh yeah, and I said don't panic because like you were never anything to begin with. Yes, that's what you said. Um, and here's the thing: if rugs didn't kill someone, I think they win this game. He could have even not played. I still think you win this game. If that distraction wasn't there, I think that played kind of a lot into it. Like, you know, 
Derek Carr seems to be a very friendly guy, and his friends are dropping on this team. So he's clearly distraught. Um, so I think you could have really won this game with the team you have and stuff like that. But, but, but this was inevitable. It's just happening faster now because you lost your coach and you lost a good wide receiver. So this is, this is not any given Sunday. This is just the Raiders. This is the Oakland Raiders right here. Las Vegas, this is what, this is, what it is. This is what you got. Yeah, you just didn't realize it. Yeah, <laughs> that really, you have a very nice stadium. But, like, the team in there is Oakland. <laughs> you can't take the Oakland out of them no matter yeah. where they go. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a ton to add here because, uh, yeah, I think this is totally something to watch. Me and you never really bought into it from the start. And I like Derek Carr, but I never bought into the team from the start. Add on all this crap that's going on top of it. Nah. Nah. Yeah, Chargers are winning this division. Raiders are going to fall off. I just don't know how far they will fall, but... Nah, this is this is this is how it's going to be moving forward. I think. Yeah, enjoy your mid-round draft pick because you decided to win some games and think you were something. With your eight or nine wins, probably around that. I got to look at the rest of the schedule, but it, I, you know it's going to be around that. I think eight nine. So anyway, with that, Jesse, we're going to move on to some hockey. Wait, they play the Chiefs next week. Who wins that game? Raiders Chiefs. Where's the game? In uh, I was going to say in Oakland, in Las Vegas. Uh, the Raiders win. Okay. So what? The line right now is KC at two and a half. Oh, cool. I might bet it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Jesse, we're going to have some hockey talk here with the Bruins. Get oh, us, baby. Get us started. You and Dan. You and Dan are probably going to go back and forth on this one. I'm going to take yeah. a back seat for a sec. Okay. Yeah. Like, Actually, I do want to ask, did you, have you watched? You said you were going to. I watched. I actually did. I watched some of the Red Wings game. Okay. Oh, nice. What a nice game for me to pick to watch. I was going to say he's going to have a false sense of security. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Stanley Cup, baby! Yeah. Um, sadly, I didn't get to watch that Toronto <laughs> game the other I watched 30 night. minutes of Bruins play, and they're winning the Stanley Cup. <laughs> well, with the Bruins, you know, there's always that, uh, yeah, I'm going to look this way. You even took your headphones off. Um, so, with the Bruins the last couple of years, the talk has always been, when is the window going to close? And I think that window is still a little bit open with this team that I'm seeing right now. You can might make the playoffs right now. But you, the first line isn't doing much. They just had a big game a couple days ago. Like, Patrice Bergeron wasn't doing anything. Suddenly scores four goals in a game. This seems to be a team that is very streaky that I'm getting the vibe of right now. How do you feel about that? Well, I think their biggest problem is they haven't played. They've played the that, f- No, that is a, a bit too. All these other teams are much more warm than they right, are. Right, they've played the fewest games in the league out of everyone. And it's, you know, they don't play. They played yesterday. They don't play again until Thursday. It's it's kind of crazy how the schedule was set up. And, you know, you kind of wish you had this br- break towards the end of the year. Yeah. Um. So I think that's killed a lot of momentum, especially the bottom two lines. Um, have kind of been in flux there. Um, you know, Marshawn has actually been pretty good, though, this year for him. Um, I think Taylor Hall's been okay for them. But other than that, it's just, you know, you've got a, a young goalie. I know he's not a rookie. Um, it's just it's going to be a tough year for them, but they've got some things they've got to clean up. Their penalty kill has been pretty bad this year, which is surprising. Usually they have a very good penalty kill, 
it's um the power play has been bad this year and there's i mean the special teams in general has been disappointing this right year. which is usually a strength of the bruins is usually they're able to do that but the, i want to go back to the pen- penalty kill for one thing they're giving up 75 percent. that's 21st in the league usually they're at least in the top 10 yeah um so that's been kind of a, a shock to see that too um you know the defense has been kind of meh I think it's some of the same things we see. We <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot of the same things we saw in the playoffs against the Islanders, where it's just breakdowns and they can't. They giving up the easy looks. Um, yeah, they, I feel like they can't compete physically. No, on defense especially. They've almost changed their philosophy to. It used to be the big, you know, big bad Bruins, yeah. Chara and everything. We're going to beat everyone up with Thornton and all of them. Um, and that they've gotten to more the speedier skill type players, um, and now we saw again. I'll go back to the Islanders playoffs, but it's you, they get beat up, and if they don't get that middle ice, they're in trouble. They, yeah, they can't. They they can't. They don't have anyone to get in there. Um, like you said, Bergeron's kind of. I don't know. Say, I hope he's not falling off a cliff, um, but you know it's coming. Yeah. soon with them. I, I do think they miss Krejci a lot. Um, just some of that leadership and veteran they had with them. Um, but I mean, have you seen some of his highlights in the Czech Republic? No. He is head and shoulders above everybody else. Oh, yeah, I'm he's, sure he he's is. He's still got it. And I don't, you know, part of the reason he went over there is he wants to not get beat up so much. Right. So he, I don't blame him. Because they seem to, like, yeah, any time a physical team, like the Islanders came around, they they can't punch back. Right, and we've seen the potential with this team. They beat the Panthers, who were playing the best, like the best team in hockey. They beat them, but and you know they beat up on the Red Wings. I know the Red Wings aren't good this year, but you did what you needed to do against a bad team. And then they go against the Leafs, and they get the first goal, and from there on out, it's all Leafs. Um, so it's just it's it is frustrating to watch them. It is the inconsistency. Um, you know, I you hope that. The offense can get it a little more into gear. They're only scoring like two and a half goals a game, which is not that good. Yeah. Um, I mean, hasn't that? That's what we've been talking about for years, though. The, no, the no off- depth scoring. No, no depth. Um, um, you know, the second line is. I mean, with Krejci, it was always, "Can we get a guy for Krejci?" Now it's, "Do we have a center for Taylor Hall?" Um, and Charlie Coyle's been okay. But I never saw him as that second line guy, and he doesn't really quite seem to right. be. And, and again, you're not getting, you know, you, when you try to roll out four lines, you're not getting any production out of the three and four either. It's, no. It's just, it's it's such a mess back there. And and it's almost been a revolving door for the past couple of seasons. Well, right. Is he going to try work? Well, maybe it's he's the problem. Like, right. we, we had Corrali for a little while, and he was okay, but now he's gone. And Yeah, and then, you know, we have the injury to Craig Smith um, and Nick uh, Full. Felino, Felino. Yeah. I always screwed up that name when I looked no, at it. Feligno. And um, so you know, it's it's been it's been kind of hard. Um, you know, I read somewhere they were suggesting when it brings Dunnick in at center, moving Holland to wing, so he has less to responsibility. Because you saw him in the preseason, he was great, and now the regular season starting, and he's kind of faded. Um, try to interject some life somehow into that that bottom too, because. You know, for years, last year, a couple of years before that, they it was really the they called it the perfection line: Bergeron, Marshawn, yeah. Pasta, and I always not, hated that though. I know, but mm-hmm. they're not, and they're not producing this year like they have before, and it's it's the entire team is suffering because they don't have anyone in the back six there to yeah. really offset it. 
Yeah, I feel like the team could just ride that line because you know, they get a goal or two and just the other line, it just takes the pressure off them. It's like, we don't have to score. Just we don't can, give up a goal. Yeah. Um, and But now it's like, well, we're, we're playing from behind a lot here, so we got to go, go, go. Like, right. I feel like it was a lot of, yeah, like that Islander series, it seems like we can't escape it. It's like, you look good at the drop of the puck and you play a good first 10 minutes, but then like you get a little... You get beat up. You they, get, yeah, it gets a little they, scrappy and they, you can't... They took away that middle ice and you, you can't use your skill to get past yeah. people. Um, you know, another thing too I thought was kind of alarming is with Marshawn, um, he already has 14 points in only nine games, four goals, 10 assists, but he's a minus one. And if that's your best player and he's minus, that's just, it just shows you that the team itself maybe it's just the talent is starting to kind of fade you know they've you know it's amazing you think how long has Bergeron been here 15 years 16 years oh six I think maybe was right I mean we all we all went crazy when Brady was here for 20 years you know Chara Bergeron Krejci you know how long were they here and you you know they're getting a little old Bergeron's had so many battles with so many centers. Even even Tuca has been here for 10 years. Exactly. And, um, you know, speaking of Tuca, you know, you wonder if they had still had Tuca. I know he's hurt um, and he's not even technically with the team, but would he have been able to steal you a game or two right now? Because um, that's what they need is, is a goalie to, to steal them a game here, a game two, to get something going. And Swayman, I like Swayman. I think he's got a bright future, but he's not there yet to do that. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. I, I like Swayman a lot too, but I'm definitely not someone will like you can't he's so young. I, I'm not I don't have high expectations for him right today. I don't this year, no. And then you uh, you have Olmark and he's been all right. He's been decent. Uh it's like that's But we needed more than decent for a second. Yeah. We and especially like, with like I feel like you also don't have like, I haven't really liked what I've seen from Charlie McAvoy this year. I feel a lot of this is the fact that he's not, he doesn't have a t- top line with him. He, like, you know, Carlos, clearly your top four guy. And then you keep kind of mixing out. I mean, they they like to play Grizzlick together, but, like, Grizzlick is not a first line defenseman. So it's a lot of just mixing and matching back there. And I feel like, yeah, you don't have a goalie that can bail them out a couple, just a couple times right now the question though is what can they do to fix it because there's not much right now in the pipeline to come up to help um no and i feel a lot of sweeney's picks are are flops yeah been flop have have not been that good yeah debrusque is you know he had a decent start to this season the first couple games but i haven't like heard his name at all since um we were hoping for a bounce back here i mean he still can obviously it's very early but uh especially if he's just going to be like you'd love to have DeBrusque as a bottom six that can produce because right. he scored almost thirty goals like two seasons ago. So if he can just put up fifteen, twenty goals, I'd love that. But he's not. He's another guy that just can't. He's so small. He can't get hit. So, but like, I, this other stat that worries me with the Bruins, you know, they're only one in four on the road this year. Oh yeah, no, they looked. The only game they won on the road was against Florida, the Panthers. And it wasn't that right after Quinville yes. got fired? Was Hey, listen, we're looking for silver linings uh, here. Well, yeah, they don't look good on the road, and they looked 
I can sadly I can only watch the highlights from that Toronto game, but it was just they, every they seem to lose every puck battle. They lost every race also because like you're afraid to if I get in there first they're gonna hit me. Um, it's yeah. not the same forecheck. It's not the- no. And I like a lot of what Sweeney has done to keep this team relevant. And like yeah, we made a Stanley Cup a couple of years ago again, and we lost to a team that really outmuscled you. Um, a lot of his. You know, he's done well adapting this team to the new NHL of speed, but he's never been good at finding those guys that you still need that are tough. It's been Ronaldo. Um, oh, uh, what was that guy? From the we, we signed him from, he was on he was the captain of St. Louis for a long time. David Backus. Yeah. That didn't work out. So anytime he looks for like a tougher guy, it just doesn't really work out. He can't find those guys. I don't know what it is. He he can he can find speed pretty well. He can find some skill. Like I I like his uh, Craig Smith signing. That seems to have worked out well. But like, yeah, this team it, it again just kind of comes down to this team. This ain't the big bad Bruins anymore. And the speed just it's good, but it's not enough. It, it's almost like he's trying to model it almost like a Pittsburgh uh, like Penguin type team. Like we've got the skill, we've got bit. the speed. Um, you know we're gonna you're gonna score some goals on us, but, that, but we're gonna score more goals than yeah, you. But that skill was just so higher than. And I love Bergeron, I love Marshawn and Pasternak, but like they're, they're not, they're not Sidney they're not Crosby, Crosby or Malkin, right? And McAvoy wasn't prime Latang. Okay, that'd be I'd love that, but I don't have that expectation for McAvoy. I have high expectations, but and you'd also you don't have a, a flurry. Right, so I, I feel like I, I feel like the Bruins' best hope right now is to to get some games under their belt, get some chemistry going. Um, well, you play Ottawa tomorrow night, so that's that's a good place to start. Right, but I mean they're they're one of two teams that have a worse record than you right now in the East. So yeah, that's a good place to start. Um, we'll see. Ottawa's you know they're not good, but they've got they've got some young talent too. So that that won't necessarily be an easy game. But I just you look at this roster, you look at the makeup of it. It's what do you what? Where can you look to really have? Okay, this is something we could do to really improve the squad. There's not. There's not much. No, you don't have a lot of cap space. I think either. Right. Um. Cause I mean, my biggest question is like, why did you give that contract to Allmark? I mean, I. Because I that I feel like you, that tied their hands on the cap a little bit because it was five million dollar cap hit, which like you know that's not a huge cap hit for goalie, but you're you were up against the cap anyway, and now because I think part of your problem was a little bit goalie and and well, defense. Right. I mean, you could have, but at the same time, it's I don't mind it. Hall, we talk about the same thing. The Bruins can't score. The Bruins can't score. And he's been one of a handful of guys that have really given you a chance to opportunity to scoring chances. Um, so I, I don't feel so much with that. It's just they got to develop these defensive players faster. And I think I, they just have to develop better, a little better in general. Because right. yeah, like all these guys, it's a lot of it's low line guys, but you can't develop that. You hit with Pasternak, but that wasn't Sweeney's pick. Nope. That was like Shirelli's, I think, last first round pick. Um, he's, so he's been able to ride a lot of the, you know, what they had established with the Krejci's and Bergeron and Marshall. Yeah, and he's found a lot of great compliments to them, right? But not with the draft, no. And 
I mean, the, the the other stat I heard about Sweeney. Remember when he had the three first round picks? Oh, I think about that a lot. None of them are on the roster. Debrusque is. Debrusque is, yes. But okay, we're talking about a bottom six forward here. I think it was Debrusque, Zaboro. Oh, and Senishin. Right. And you I mean, Zaboro sucks. You had three swings here at the first. And then the pick right after was Matt Barzal, mm-hmm. who was one of the Islanders players that you. I mean, he's not a. Strong guy, but he was a guy that once you got beat up, you couldn't keep up with. Um, I would love Matt Barzal on this team. That's what you need right now. You would, you probably wouldn't even need it all last season if you had uh, Matt Barzal. Yeah, you need. They need some attitude and some physicality. And yeah, and been, I, don't I feel like we've been saying that for years now. Just as it slowly disappeared, it went. It went from we need skill and speed to physicality. And, yeah, and the problem is, is there's nowhere it's going to come from. No, and every time he tries, Sweeney tries, it's a bust. Yeah. I mean, that, we. I feel like we've been having the same couple conversations. It's just changed slightly. Uh, uh, we, yeah, like I said, it went from we need someone to compliment Krejci now, we need someone to compliment Hall, and it's just now you're now that this has gone on for so long. Now Bergeron's not quite doing it anymore. Now Marshawn's is at least defensive wise, maybe not quite doing it anymore. People have. Figured out Pasternak a little more, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I don't know what you can really do, mm-hmm. other than add some small pieces to maybe complement the lower lines. But then no one can come up and learn anything. It yeah. could, it could be a long winter for Boston sports. It might. Uh, it could could be. All right. With that, guys, we are going to take a quick break before we finish up the show. We're gonna have a uh, probably. And we were going to talk about Kyle Shanahan real quick, that Red Sox off-season press conference, and then finish this up with the Tommy Report and Darwin Award. Stick with us, guys, on this quick break. Thank you, Dan, for coming in today. I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm going to cherish this. i got to talk some hockey. I figured you'd love that. And not to myself. Mm. So that was good. Thank you. Anytime. All right. All right. Guys, stick with us. Quick break. And we are back once again with Slow Your Roll. That was a nice break. We did that pretty well. Yes, uh, we did. You yeah, guys ended that Bruins talk at the perfect time, too, actually. I was thinking I was going to have to interject, but uh, like, he was like, oh, it's going to be a long, might be a long yeah, winter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, like, it's time to get in. You're going to let me go for a little bit? Oh, I'm going to let you go for, for a minute or two here on this. So. Uh, start us off with. Paint the picture of just what happened to them on Sunday, though. Well, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna paint. I'm just gonna take us back for a second. Okay. The beginning of the season, we right before the football season kicked off. Wait, story. You know the woo. Let's yeah, take a trip back in time. Yeah, we had a couple predictions, and you know, one that we've been pretty wrong about is the NFC West. Mm. 
for a couple of reasons. You know, you can't really predict who's going to go down. Who could have pre- predicted Russell Wilson will go down and the Seahawks would look like this? So, yeah, well, yeah, I didn't. Certainly not. But the Niners, I you were a little higher on them than me. I thought they'd be I I thought they would finish ahead of the Cardinals. Cardinals seem to be a lot better than we thought. Won a game without Kyler Murray even. Oh. Thought our producer was talking to us. Sorry guys. Uh, but yeah, so and I feel like the narrative has been a little bit the same this season for the Niners. Injuries are taking their toll a little bit. So I don't blame them too, too hard for their woes the past couple seasons. But there's a guy that, you know, leads that team that I'm not a fan of. So, excuse me, text message. So this Sunday, Kyler Murray didn't play. D-Hop didn't play. And yet the Cardinals, who are a good team, a really good team, clearly I think they were going into that game better than the Niners. However... You don't have the starting quarterback. You don't have that number one wideout. And yet, the 49ers looked like a bad team. You couldn't stop anything. You couldn't do much. Now, I don't have high hopes for this offense. Jimmy G. Um, did Kelsey play? Oh, Kelsey. Kittle. Kittle played. Yeah, Kittle oh, was Oh, back. he did play. Good for him. Um, actually, oh, look, he's their leading receiver. 100 yards. Yes. He did play. He did. I decidedly I didn't get to watch the game. Uh, but Kyle Shanahan is not the guy, it seems. Now, I obviously, we can't blame him too much for the injuries and stuff that has happened the past couple seasons. But he was a quarter away from Super Bowl. Heck, that team was celebrating on the field. I remember that little pose they had after that pick six. Ten, I think it was ten points up. And ever, literally ever since that interception, mm-hmm. he has not pushed a single good button, it seems. No. And now here we are. We thought San Fran would compete. Again, we thought this was going to be the best division in football. And it still probably is with uh, these teams are healthy. But I think the 49ers are, by far, if they're all healthy, the worst team in that division. And I think a lot of that, I mean, Jimmy G is not an elite quarterback, but he's talented. I mean, Kyle can't win games without Jimmy G, though. That is true. And, I mean, he just can't win a game at all anymore, it seems. But Yeah, you're losing home games to teams that are debilitated. Yeah, and... Yeah, congratulations. You beat the Bears last week. But, like, they didn't even have Matt Nagy. I know. Um, so, I mean, Kyle Shanahan, I was never high on this guy. I think he's, you know, he's got that, he's got one of those minds that he's just, he's he's good at calling plays for an offense. But he is not a leader. He's not a leader of man. So, this is, and I, you know, I don't want to, because, you know, a lot of injuries have happened, especially last season. Like, that team is torched. Mm-hmm. And there's not much a coach can do about that. Mm. But at the same time, since that Super Bowl, since the four, in the fourth quarter of that Super Bowl, he has just been crap. He is just not – he's not that guy. No. Nope. He's not that guy, Dom. No, I <clears> – <throat> so, yeah, I think um, – 
I think for a long time you could give Shanahan excuses. I think they have hit a breaking point at this point. You're losing home games to division rivals without their best quarterback and wide receiver. You have a losing record now the past couple of years, and you have Jimmy G this year, so you don't even have the excuse of we don't have our starting quarterback. I know he was out for some games, but he's still you're losing the games. Like two to but, three games. But you're losing the games he's here for anyway. No one is saying Kyle Shannon is a complete bum. Listen. No, he, I said he has he a runs, mind. He runs a great offensive system. He can get production out of no matter what running back they have had. He's a beautiful offensive system. He gets great production out of the running back. But at some point, what happens, the results on the field have to matter more than what looks pretty and what you've seen in the stretch. The fact of the matter is, when that clock hits triple zeros, time and time again now, they have less points on the board than the other team. At some point, this has now become about winning. It has to. It can't be about what we think of a genius you are. You can't be about the production that we've gotten out of this player and that player despite the injuries. It has to become about actually winning the games. What are the results? And you have Jimmy G this year, and yet you're still losing games. So I think they have hit a breaking point with Kyle Shanahan, and I actually really think uh, that was the kind of game that can make or break it, an organization and a decision time. And I wouldn't be shocked if Shanahan's not back after the end of this year. Okay, I was going to ask you, like, if this continues, how much longer? Oh, I think they have to do a lot of winning um, for him to be back, actually, at, at this point after that game. I, I do think that's one of those games. Like, we found out, like, the, what was it, the Jared Goff game when they lost to Kyle Shanahan last year uh, when Shanahan had the backup and Goff still gave the game away and gave up multiple picks uh, <clears throat> and, you know, threw multiple picks. That was kind of the game that made Sean McVay bail on Goff, I think this is the kind of thing you have now. This is the kind of game that makes a GM and an organization bail on a coach. Mm. So I think that was it. We are actually going to we're gonna delay some of the other chalk probably for another show. We're going to wrap this up with the Weekly Tommy Report and the Darwin Award. Oh, okay. I'm going to let you lead both since you had really? this Darwin Award too. So. Oh, okay. So let's start it off, Jesse, the Weekly Tommy Report. Yeah. It was Buccaneers bye week. So they didn't play, but I did have something that I did want to follow up on. Uh, it was going to be last week, but like, you know, life comes at you fast, so I couldn't be here. Uh, we talked about how Mike Evans gave away that football the last time the Buccaneers actually played a game. Uh, so what that guy got for giving back that football mm-hmm. was two signed jerseys and a helmet from Brady. One signed Mike Evans jersey and his game cleats, a $1,000 gift card to the team's store, two season tickets for 2021 and 22, and one Bitcoin. He got one whole Bitcoin. So that man is living his life at this point. Um, And here's the thing. He clearly had front row seats, so he probably didn't need any of that stuff. Uh, But, uh, you know, this week, uh, actually, excuse me, I think it was last week, Tommy went on. The, the Manning cast. You yes. see the Manning cast? Yes. That's always, that's pretty entertaining. He's been on the Manning cast. So Tom's just, you know, he's just living up the bye week a little bit. That's that, that's kind of been your weekly Tommy update. Not much on the Tommy front, but I did want to update on what the guy got for the ball. All right. So now time for the Darwin. Let's go. Drum roll, please, yeah. Jesse. We had a couple ideas, but we ultimately landed on Josh Allen, quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. Congratulations to you. Why? Because you got bullied by Josh Allen of the 
Jacksonville Jaguars. Some history was made on Sunday, people. You lost the Josh fight. Yeah, you did. Congratulations to Josh Allen of the Bills. Yeah. People kept calling him the other Josh Allen, and he took it personally. (laughs) First time in NFL history, a, a sack was recorded in which the defender and the quarterback had the same name. First time in NFL history, an interception was made in which the quarterback and the defender had the same name. And he even recovered a fumble that Josh Allen had. So Josh Allen just was all over Josh Allen. And for that, Josh Allen gets the Darwin Award. Figure that one out. <laughs> we had another idea for the Darwin Award, but we felt it might be in bad taste. We had, I mean, we had a couple ideas. We, we thought did. maybe the Astros. Uh, you had one. I don't remember what it was. Uh, I had the Dolphins for oh for being don't flaky say don't the, say it. on the trade stuff no and then we had the other one that will not be named because we felt that might be in bad taste yes um but congratulations to josh allen for winning the darwin award and congratulations to josh allen yes. for the great game that he played yes figure <laughs> it out <laughs> but yeah at that point we can wrap this up we that can. has been another week of slow your roll i don't know when we'll be back at this point since we're going to be in florida for a week <laughs> yeah if I had streaming devices stuff, we'd do one from Florida. I want to be. I wanna, it would be awesome. We'd that do one that from would be awesome. I know, right? But anyway, guys, thank you for tuning into this week's episode. Like I said, we'll be we'll be back soon. But uh, if you're a fan of the show, anything slowyourroll.com for all the past shows, uh, Jesse's articles, and just articles and news from the week in sports. Some of the biggest plays of the week also we'll put on there. And then on Instagram, slow at slowyourroll for clips from the show and anything else. Thank you very much, guys, and have a great rest of your week.